3: Hello
2: and welcome. It's our number four, hour four, of our radio show, and we digest a wild study that was released by the NFL Players Association. What is your school of thought on the NFLPA saying that that study was for educational purposes? It was about basically the best teams to play for, the teams that treat their players better than other teams. And from your vantage point, what was the most damning part of that study from the NFLPA? Where do we begin? And what is the biggest takeaway from this particular survey? We'll talk about all that and a whole lot more. Study as she goes. Have a great Wonderful Thursday. Here it is, hour number four. Critical feedback, we'll call it that. Welcome in the beginning of another hour of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. Audio dwellers as we surf the channels coast to coast, border to border, and beyond on the vast and strappingly powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from the form in fighting form as we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So I leave this hour coming from the Human Resources Department. Always a fun place to go. Why not? In grand style, the NFL Players Association, the union, using the scouting combine to get some attention. They made some headlines. What did they do? I will tell you. They used the hype machine to release their first ever club report cards. What the hell is that, you ask? I'll tell you. Uh, The report cards were the result of, they estimate roughly 1,300 players, 1,300 players slash employees, responses to uh, an array of questions that were sent to uh, these particular players that were part of the NFL in 2022. And in layman's terms, the players were asked about any team. They were not asked about any team other than the one they played for. But each of the 32 teams, the players were given an opportunity to grade, put a letter grade, as we do with the Mallard Report Card. They did their own report card, and they put grades on several categories for each team. Treatment of families, nutrition, weight room, strength staff, training room, Training staff, locker room, travel, all that. Now, the top teams, the teams that ranked the highest on this, the third highest, the Raiders. Number two, the Miami Dolphins. And the team that graded the highest among the players for that team, the team that was the happiest, that loved going to work every day, the Minnesota Vikings. But as you know, on this show, we believe the better story is in the losing locker room. So who were the bottom-feeding teams? The, the worst of the worst, according to the, the survey done by the NFL Players Association. So the bottom three, bringing up the rear at number 30, the Los Angeles Chargers. Number 31, the Arizona Cardinals. And dead last, with a bullet, the Washington Commanders at number 32. Now the union claims that they had the best of intentions that this report card that they publicly released that were now published here all over the internet that these things were done with the intent to provide more resources for players who are considering free agent choices essentially giving them the lay of the land a tool to differentiate between the teams that take care of their employees and the ones that don't. So let us discuss. The question is: what is your school of thought on the NFL Players Association saying that this study was essentially for educational purposes? So I've got front yard rodents and trivial pursuit. And we will combine all of these things together and we are going to make the Baba Ganoush. We're going to make the Baba Ganoush. Why not? All right. So to kick off here, I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed reading the data. I did. I I thought this was fascinating. I also realized that most people, when given a survey, either A, don't fill out the survey because they don't have time, or B, do a half-assed job. So I did factor that in while I was checking all this out. But the Players Association, when they say, hey, we're doing this for essentially educational purposes, they're speaking with a forked tongue. The intent was to help free agents. That is fertilizer is what that is. And I'll tell you why it's fertilizer. This thing could have been kept in-house if they chose to keep it in-house. I I do a very public radio show, so I'm happy that they didn't keep this in-house. But they they sent out to prospective free agents. They could have done this. They could have sent this thing out to prospective free agents on a need-to-know basis. But the NFLPA put a nuclear warhead on this, and they then sent it out. They hit the button. It is a clear act of aggression. I'm okay with it. I don't work for the NFL. I'm not part of the NFL Players Association. I found it hilarious that the Players Association went into the front yard. They hung a clothesline, not in the backyard, the front yard, and they're airing all the dirty laundry. All of it. Everyone in the neighborhood can see all your soiled, Poop-stained underwear if you're the NFL. And, and you, you imagine the, the blood boiling at the very uber image-conscious NFL creating a vortex of outrage, right? That's exactly what happened. Sending out a prepared statement, an NFL spokes hack said, quote, we welcome player feedback and look forward to reviewing the data. They then pivoted to imply the NFL Players Association should have commissioned the study jointly with the NFL using a third party for what they said the NFL would be a scientifically rigorous survey of all NFL players as outlined by, wait for it, wait for it, the Collective Bargaining Agreement, which is code... For the union is a bunch of schmendricks, but we're not allowed to say that, even though we're upset with the union. So instead, we're going to say it this way: a lot of corporate red tape. Furthermore, from your vantage point, what was the most damning part of the study from the NFLPA? So there's several ways we can go. Everyone's having a field day with Danny Boy, Dan Snyder, and the Commanders, in that. Report card players in Washington complained about a lack of warm water, and they reported poor drainage in the showers. Low hanging fruit. Uh, the thing people are missing that th- 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 there's a couple things here that are wild to me. For example, the Cardinals were graded an F or an F minus in five of the eight categories. They got an F or an F minus, including locker room, training room, weight room, food service, nutrition. My favorite part of the Cardinals report card was they were offered, the players on the team were offered box dinners, but the team charged them via a payroll deduction. So it's kind of like the school lunch thing. Yeah, we'll give you a school lunch, but well, you got to pay for it. Which, I mean, isn't that usually how it works? You got to pay for your meals, but I guess most NFL teams don't do that. Now, Jacksonville, they ranked 28th. And the reason they ranked 28th is because they had an infestation of rodents. The players complained that three to four weeks during last NFL season, there was a rat infestation in the laundry room and the locker room. So the laundry hampers had rats in them. That, that must have been fun. The Bengals, they were given the lowest possible grade, an F- minus for food service and nutrition and the, the quality of food. Ranked 31st, Cincinnati, team that was in the AFC Championship game, one of only three NFL teams to not offer dinner. How dare you not offer dinner to players? And one of only two teams that wouldn't provide vitamins. So I guess you got to go down to the vitamin store to get your own vitamins. Your goodies on that. They did not offer other supplements. But wait, there's more. They complained the Bengal players that the cafeteria was not open on off days, so players, God forbid, they could not even get a banana before working out, they also reported that many of the showers and toilets did not work. They got to get just Josh, one of our Cincinnati listeners. He'll go in there. He'll fix all the showers and toilets, no problem, although he is a Cowboy fan. Now, the Chiefs, who won the whole enchilada, the Chiefs ranked 29th in this little Fugazi survey, and the players complained about the locker room, the training room. They said they were outdated. And they uh, they were complaining about the training staff in Kansas. They seemed to work out for the team on the field. The Carolina Panthers popped up. The players bitched and moaned. They said the pool, floor, pool room floors were, were seen as a safety hazard. They were slippery. So aren't most – if you go to a pool, like around the pool, I know you can put stuff down, but isn't it kind of slippery because it's wet? The Chargers got destroyed in this thing. They were one of only two teams to not provide either a steam room or a sauna. No sauna or steam room for you. The hot tub, according to this, was was often broken, and the cold tub was not cold most of the time. So, and They, they complained it was small. I'd go on and on. So the NFLPA reported that 30 of the 32 teams in the league loved their strength and conditioning coaches. Gave them very nice reviews. Very nice reviews. The two teams that... We're not getting good reviews. The Atlanta Falcons and the Baltimore Ravens. All right, parting shot. So we gave you some of the good, some of the bad. What's the biggest takeaway, though, from the NFLPA survey? Now, the way I will approach this, in a perfect setup, everyone would have all the world-class amenities that their heart desires. But the NFL, I know they make a lot of money, and they can certainly dish out fringe benefits. They have an embarrassment of the riches. I get that. That being said, my biggest takeaway is the sense of entitlement that that a lot of players have. It's like a sign of the times, I get it, that there's supposed to be no speed bumps, no potholes allowed. It's life in the big city. It's really the trivial pursuit of first-world problems. To me, the moral of the story is that, hey, crap breaks, that showers and toilets don't always work, that cafeterias do close. That sometimes vermin gets into the building. Uh, overcoming challenges is a big part of life. It's a big part of the deal, right? It's like it's like this in any job. Coming into the studio I work in on Sunday nights into Monday morning, the first smell I get to me it's the smell of the weekend is rotting food in the trash can. We have seen giant cockroaches running around on the floor. It all makes for a good story. It, it's not, it's not like I'm giving you an F on the report card. These things happen. And it's, it's like back in the old days, your, your parents probably said, I walked three miles in the snow to get to school. And, and, and now I get to say, I grew up in a world without smartphones. You know how hard it was to cheat without smartphone. And these things give you a little bit of grit. And we had on the show a few weeks ago, the great Fred Dreyer. Now Fred's getting up there and, He played in the NFL back in the late 60s all the way through the early 80s. And in his day, in his era of the NFL, a lot of these teams practiced at high schools. They rode like school buses. They flew commercial flights. They had one or two people that were trainers. But guys like Fred romanticized what it was like in those days, how difficult it was. I've talked to old-school NBA players when they played three games in a row, three nights in a row, and they they say how wonderful it was, and how it made them tougher, it made them better because they had to deal with the the adversity. But the takeaway from this is that these guys want no adversity. You got to have first class everything, and if you don't, we're gonna we're gonna destroy you. We're gonna absolutely destroy you. All right, it is the Ben malice show. If you'd like to talk about any of that, you are more than welcome. Eight seven seven. 99 on Fox. That is your audio invitation, 877-996-6369. We'll fly through a bunch of these calls, a bunch of these calls coming up, and we'll talk about some old socks. We have puck the World with Eddie Garcia. We'll get to all of that, and we will do it next.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
3: on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast,
0: The Ben Maller Show is a sports take invention lab by night, enhancing your listening experience. Chaperone Big Ben on Twitter, he's at Ben Maller on Facebook. It's Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. And on Instagram, it's at Ben Maller on Fox. Put your stamp on our proprietary blend of unique features, such as lame jokes and Ask Ben by contributing content. And now live from the Tyrac.com Fox Sports Radio Studios,
2: it's Ben Maller. We'll have Puck the World coming up in a bit. We say hello, though, right now to the Holy Roller from Hawaii, a fan favorite. We have not talked to him in several months. Hello, Holy Roller. Aloha.
6: Hey, Ben, thank you so much for taking my phone call. This baseball thing is driving me crazy. Be- beer, sports, sunset, bikinis, what's going on? Were you having a time clock on a baseball game? I
2: mean, yes.
6: What's going on here? It's, it's unbelievable. It's, I can't even recognize the sport anymore, and I can't take it. What's your take on the time clocks, Ben? I can't believe it. All
2: right. So I, I don't like it. It doesn't bother me that much. I've watched a couple of spring training games. Uh, it doesn't, it, to me, it's unnecessary, but that's what baseball wants to do. They've got some, some idiots who are running baseball. And it's, it's like once you go down that road, there's no going back. It's like once you put a pitch clock in, it's not like a, you know two commissioners from now, they're going to take it out of the game. I don't see that
6: as a possibility. Well, let me put it into perspective. You're on the beach in Waikiki. And there's a girl who's wearing some dental floss, and uh, you don't want any time clock on that. You don't know, get what I mean? Ha, 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 I love you. Hey, love <laughs> you guys.
2: All right, go away. Thank you. The Holy Roller, a rare and appropriate call. Let's go to Doc Mike. He is in the Windy City. Hello, Doc. Why? Well, She's not. I don't know where the hell he is. He's not in Chicago. Uh, Chicago
6: yep. I'm right here in Phoenix, and I missed the uh, uh, KD game last night. I was trying to catch it, but it must have started at 8 o'clock in New York. It was 5 o'clock over here, and I had an appointment with my uh, therapist, you come soon, and uh, it was uh, a <laughs> nice evening. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that, Shirley. Oh, you, what, <laughs> like are you, the, what are you? Like KD was, uh you, had, you, know, you
2: you had a little, you had a little KD therapy, one. doc. Is that right? You had a little, uh, a little uh, therapy yeah, session. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
6: Yeah. <laughs>
2: was it the Orchids of Asia Day Spa, doc? Is that where you were hanging out?
6: Don't you get it, pal? <laughs> All right, um, look at that. I'm heading for, I'm heading for you Chicago. Diggity, diggity, diggity. Uh, you know what you are, Doc?
2: You're, hey, gonna change are your, you're very at? Randy, Doc. You're a Randy, Doc, Mike, is what you are.
6: You absolutely are. you a little fox, you. At you know, 78, you got to keep the pipe clean. That's Unbelievable,
2: Doc. Look at that. It's, uh, crazy, uh, craziness there, Doc, Mike. Unbelievable. The land of the sun. What a, you are heading back to Chicago, area. do you have the sports emergency vehicle that you will be driving back to Chicago?
6: That's for sure. I got my yellow light flying when I, I ride the shoulder in the construction areas and so on. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes.
2: For those that don't know, Doc Mike does not believe in following the traffic laws. If there's a lot of traffic, Doc will just go in the emergency lane. That's what he believes in.
6: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not? what it's for. It's a bush you know, league move. I'm in a hurry. I don't, I don't think that's I've what got, it's for. i got I've got a lot of people to see, you know. Now do you drive in the
2: carpool lane? Doc, do you do that? Do you drive in the carpool? Lane? No, not not in this
6: state. And we don't have one in Chicago, so
2: Oh, okay. You know.
6: Yeah. We got a, ways over there. I have a
2: friend uh, I used to work with, and I will not say the person's name, but he drives in the carpool lane every single day by himself. And he claimed that he's only gotten one ticket in like ten years. So he says it's cost effective. He said if all if you did the math on all and I'm I'm you you should not do this. But he claimed, my, my my friend I used to work with, he said, if you do the math on how many times I drove in the in the carpool lane and how many times I got a ticket, it worked out to be like less than a dollar per time. So it was worth it. Oh, well,
6: that's that's nice. Like, but the fine's like three $400. Yeah. And they'll yank your license if you don't pay it.
2: Well, you could oh, say so you, you have a person in the back seat, Doc, even if you don't. You could say you, you see somebody in the back well, seat.
6: You could say that you know when when it first started they were using blow-up dolls yeah for yeah, a some people
2: show. still do occasionally they still do that yeah,
6: yeah. oh but okay What are you leaving when are you going back when, are you, when are you
2: going back to chicago i've been
6: <laughs> drinking my urine for 20 years that's right uh, my plan is the uh, 14th or 15th i'm going down to tucson oh uh, there's a real nice gun club down there and a beautiful golf course at the casino i'm going to play there then a uh, Going into New Mexico and Texas, Arizona. What a life, Doc. You got
2: got sex, drugs, and rock and roll. You got a little bit of everything, Doc. You're living the life. They dropped the guillotine on him, too. Yeah. All right. (laughs) I got to go. Thank you, Doc. The great Doc Mike giving us a life update. Just the content you needed. You didn't know you needed, but you got it, and you're very happy you got it. Let's go to Andrew, who's in Waco, Texas, and Andrew is next. Hello, Andrew. Andrew, wake up, Andrew! How dare you, Andrew! Shame on you. Oh, I, I hear him wake up. I thought he was moving. I heard movement. Is he still there? Andrew. Uh, Andrew's gone. Let's go to America's favorite drag queen caller. Uh, that would be Philexis in Buffalo. Hello, Philexis. A shining example. It's great getting porn. I'm talking Of overnight you. talk radio. Hello, Falexis.
7: Hello, man. Hi, everybody. Remember Seven toes
2: there, ben. Oh, that's right. The seven toed drag queen, when Falexis first started calling the show, had all the toes. Over the course of the show, Falexis has lost not one, not two, but three toes have been oh. chopped off.
7: Yeah. And everybody should have a blow up now. It, it helps you <laughs> with your stress. <laughs> yes. I got one in
2: my pocket. I'm sure you do. Yeah. Yeah, How can well, we help you? Where where have you been, Philexis? We don't talk to you as much as we used to. Are you feeling any better?
7: Oh, well, they changed my medicine, and sometimes I get
2: sleepy, and I was <laughs> right. on you, a All You're not allowed to follow you. You and Blind Scott, you guys pop up on the show, you call me every day for like two months, and then you vanish, and then you pop back up in like three months.
7: How dare you compare me to that idiot?
2: Oh, that's right! Your mortal enemy—I forgot. Your mortal enemy is Blind Scott. I forgot about that. Yeah. That's
7: like comparing Eddie with that guy up in Maine.
2: Oh, Blair in Maine. Yeah, the guy in Maine, yeah. Blair. Yeah, I got you. I'm not Bla- Blair. Only calls team. now. Blair only calls when he's got something to promote. Yeah. He's he's using the show to promote his his nonsense. So anyway, I'm
7: not uh, happy with Kentucky. What's that? They're no good this
2: year. Kentucky. Rockets. Oh, Kentucky. Yeah, they're no good. That's because you, you lied. Who? You said you were going to move to Kentucky years ago, and because you loved Kentucky, bluegrass, basketball, and all that, and you never did, you, you didn't keep your word. So bad job, by you.
7: calling the
2: kettle I always racist. keep my word. Screw you. How dare you, you jackass. All right, you know what? Robert, you. blow this guy up, Roberta. Blow blow the drag queen up. Come on, blow. there you go. See you later. Get out of here. A win for the playmaker, Michael Irvin. Do you see this? A judge ruled in favor of Michael Irvin this week. (gasps) A request for an expedited uh, evidence release. This $100 million lawsuit against the Marriott hotel chain. The Marriott must provide Michael Irvin with all video recordings, witness statements, and written reports. This happened back February 5th. Michael Irvin was ejected out of Arizona, taken off all state-sponsored NFL coverage because of some incident that happened with a female staffer at that particular Marriott. And Irvin says it was all verbal, nothing. There was no hanky-panky, no touchy-feely, no scratch and sniff. None of that happened. But they have not released the video, and it sounds like Urban's going to get all of that evidence based on what this judge
4: said. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
2: This is Steve Cavino
1: and Rich Davis. And together we are Cavino and Rich. Cavino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, that's right. Cavino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show. Heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
3: I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Some old
2: socks, old socks. Remember an outfielder named Jackie Bradley Jr.? He still played last year. He was back in Boston, but he's a journeyman outfielder, and he has a new home as he has agreed to a deal with the Kansas City Royals. This guy at one point was one of the top prospects or suspects in baseball, won a World Series with the Red Sox. Good defensive player. The problem is he can't hit. And typically, they don't really care as long as he hit a bunch of home runs. He doesn't hit enough home runs to justify it. He's like a 227 career hitter. The son of a bus driver, Jackie Bradley Jr., is in spring training camp now with the Kansas City Royals. Last year, he played for the Red Sox and the Blue Jays. Since he left the Red Sox originally, he's played for the Brewers, The Blue Jays, now he's on the Royals. He also played with the Red Sox. A second stanza, a second stanza uh, with that particular team as it is the Ben Maler show on Fox and big time in hockey. The trade deadline's going on. So let's get right back over to the sporting news desk. And here's Eddie to get you caught up on all the hockey with Puck the World.
0: All right, thank you, Ben. You're right. The NHL trade deadline two days away. It is on Friday, March the third at three p.m. Although a lot of That'll the be major tomorrow,
2: Eddie. Today's Thursday. Oh boy, I hate these overnight shifts when I'm oh, trying to figure out things. I've got to know. Uh,
0: it's coming up tomorrow. I apologize, uh, but most of the major players have already been dealt. So uh, probably minor moves the rest of the way. We think we'll see. Uh, Plenty of wheeling and dealing so far. Uh, The major moves of note, we had the New York Rangers acquiring three-time Stanley Cup winner and former league MVP and scoring champ Patrick Kane from the Chicago Blackhawks. The L.A. Kings traded away two-time Stanley Cup winning goalie uh, Jonathan Quick to the Columbus Blue Jackets in a salary dump move. L.A. gets defenseman Vladislav Gabrikov and goalie Jonas Corposalo in return. New Jersey Devils get talented young forward Timo Meyer from the San Jose Sharks. The rebuilding Arizona Coyotes send defenseman Jacob Chickren to the also-rebuilding Ottawa Senators. And the high-flying Boston Bruins picked up Dmitry Orloff and Garnett Hathaway from the Washington Capitals. About 20 games left in the NHL regular season, give or take, for most teams. And looks like the Western Conference seems all but set as far as the eight teams that are going to make the playoffs. Pacific Division looks to be Vegas, L.A., Edmonton, and Seattle. Central Division, Colorado, Dallas, Winnipeg, and Minnesota all look to be pretty solid playoff positions. So only one team maybe with an outside chance to knock one of those teams out of a playoff spot. That would be inconsistent Calgary Flames are five points back of Winnipeg and Seattle for the final wildcard spots. Things are pretty much uh, open as far as wildcard spots in the East, although the top three in the Atlantic and the Metropolitan look to be set in the Atlantic. It's Boston, Toronto, Tampa Bay in the Metro, Carolina, New Jersey, and the New York Rangers. The wildcard race, though, in the East, five teams battling for two spots. You've got the New York Islanders and Pittsburgh Penguins right now holding on the two wildcard spots, but Buffalo, Florida, and Washington all in the mix as well. Just three points out. Nashville Predators are going to have a new general manager, David Poyle, stepping down after 26 seasons. He is the all-time winningest GM in NHL history. He was the only GM the Predators have ever had in their history. Never won a Stanley Cup. Uh, taking over as GM, former Predators head coach Barry Trotz. He's never been a GM before, but he is one of the winningest coaches in NHL history. San Jose Sharks retired their first ever jersey number this past week. It was the number 12 of Patrick Marlowe. Played 21 seasons for San Jose. Is the NHL's all-time leader in games played with 1,779. Boston Bruins goalie Linus Olmark scored a goal against Vancouver. First goalie goal for an original for that original six franchise ever. And it's the first goalie to score a goal in a game of the NHL since Pecarinay of Nashville in the 2019-20 season, like
2: fifteen of those in NHL history.
0: Something that like that,
4: yeah. Been very,
2: why have there been so few? I could do that if I was a goaltender. <laughs> I, I would be able to score goals, Eddie. Um, that's not true. I remember Ron Hextall. I'm old. Yeah, he did that. I think didn't he, he do was. It a I couple think times. I
0: think he was the first to do
2: it actually. So was yeah, he? Yeah, no. I think so. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Some guy back in like the Stone Age. No,
0: dude. no, they didn't even try it back in the old olden times. They didn't
2: even yeah. try it. Really? Why not? I'd try that. It what was uh, it
0: was uh, not to kosher,
2: I guess. Really? Yeah. Oh.
0: Uh, Detroit Red Wings signed 26-year-old Captain Dylan Larkin. He gets an eight-year extension. He'll make $8.7 per season. And the Lightning uh, had defenseman Eric Cernak suspended for two games. Rangers defenseman Keandre Miller suspended for three games. Now, Cernak, what did do, Eddie? Cernak what did do? was suspended for elbowing an opponent in the head. Well,
2: that's not nice.
0: Uh, Miller was suspended for spitting in the face of L.A.'s Drew Doughty. So... The moral of the story is, uh, if you do something dangerous to try and injure someone, you get two games. But if you spit on somebody, you get three games. Well, Eddie, because of COVID, you shouldn't
2: be doing uh, Did he lick the guy in the face or just spit?
0: No, he's a lookie. He's
2: oh, okay. Pui. All right. So try he doesn't play for the Bruins. Because the Bru- you know, Bruin move. You... Gotcha. What, what was that? The guy in the Bruins. the guy in the Bruins. Oh, is Brad licks- Marchand? Brad Marchand. Yeah,
0: he's licked a few times. He's yeah, a yeah, licker. Right. Yeah, which is which just yeah. Anyway, I will let it go. Never mind. And
2: that's,
0: that's your like puck the lollipop. world report. <laughs> All right, thank you <laughs> yeah. A sweaty dude is like a lollipop.
7: Huh? All
2: right, whatever it takes, Eddie. Whatever it takes to win. That's yeah. why the Bruins have the top record in hockey. Right there. <laughs> whatever right. it takes. Next yeah. level. Yeah. Wouldn't you do that, Eddie, to win the ratings at Fox Sports Radio on the overnight? Wouldn't you lick, uh, you know, lick some dude's face? Come on. No. No. All right, Eddie, you, you're not in it to win, Eddie a bad job by you you got to be in it to win it and that's what you got to be this portion of the ben Maller show brought to you by progressive insurance progressive makes bundling easy and affordable get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle rv boat atv and more all your protection in one place bundle and save at progressive.com uh, ferg dog writes and he says what kind of grades would you give if a Fox Sports Radio pulled all its producers, or he said, what kind of grades would you get, rather, if Fox Sports Radio pulled all its producers and update anchors on how well the hosts treat them? Well, I think the new update people the company has hired over the last year really like my tough love. I get the sense that the people who fill in for Eddie, when Eddie takes his, like, 7,000 days off, the people that fill in for Eddie, they really like the fact that I like to
4: touch up. You forgot to mention Eddie's got to do more hard news.
2: Yeah, Eddie, you should lead some of these updates. If there's a murder somewhere, if there's like a mass shooting, make that a sports story. Even if it's not a sports story, you can lead with that all night. I'm doing ma- a mass shooting. Yeah, Oh. Uh, yeah, it's a sports show, isn't it? No, no, I learned it wasn't. I learned a couple weeks ago it was not. How yeah. are you? How are you with Monty? Oh, Monty's great. Yeah. I, I enjoy it. Uh, Clipper uh, love, Clipper. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, you know, she's fun. Surprisingly,
4: the, the Mallory yeah. militia members like her, Eddie. Well, I wonder yeah. why. It's I don't know what it is. <laughs>
2: uh, you know? giggity, 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 giggity. A bunch
0: of horn dogs that listen to
2: the show. <laughs> 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 that is true. I, I've heard, like over the years, I, I, I've worked with some a few women here and whatnot, and and uh, I've always been gotten along with them. And all, but I've heard from a lot of women that work in sports, you know, guys are mean and they're rude to them. I don't know. Maybe it's just because they're a bunch of horn dogs, but it seems like they they love all the women that, uh, that I've worked with over the years. They, they say wonderful things. And pretty much every dude I've worked with, they hate. So I don't know what it is. I have no Rock idea. Rock hard. I can't figure out what it is. It must be something. Coochie. I don't, I don't know what's going on. All right. It is the Ben Mather Show as we, as we continue on. And uh, who put that in there? I don't know what that is. Uh, anyway. Coochie. Uh, We will have fact or, uh, Roberto's got a new toy over there. We have fact or fiction, and uh, we'll see if you want to be one of our judges. We'll have a little time for that. 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We will get to fact or fiction in its entirety, and we will do it next. Micro orgasm.
4: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
0: Science tells us that nocturnal creatures have enhanced senses, including excellent hearing, making it easier for them to enjoy the Ben Maller Show. For those working the dreaded Dave shift, we offer the podcast, listen when you want, how you want, to The Ben Maller Show. It's guilt-free and recession-proof, available on the iHeart app and wherever you get your podcast. Spread the good word, subscribe, and give us a spicy, hot review. And now live from the tyrack.com Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller.
1: Please transmit immediately. media. Tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies
4: is it fact or fiction let's face some raw facts lies, 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 yeah. on the ben maller show
2: and it is time for fact or fiction we have a panel of judges that have assembled together all in search of the right answer we'll give you three stories figure out which of the three stories is not true separating fiction from fact all these stories seem redonkulous but only only one of them is the fake story let's get to our judges right now and we say hello to the power couple last week we had jack the judge let's say hello to leslie in bradenton florida spring training home of the pittsburgh pirates hello ben hello leslie have you guys been out to a pirate spring training game
5: yet uh no jack might go though he, he yeah. has a Pal here who has uh season tickets.
2: There you go. You should tell yeah. Jack that they could use him as an umpire because they played some of the game, the Orioles and the Pirates. They didn't even have an umpire in the bottom of the ninth. So Jack be oh, yeah. happy to. Oh, it'd be great. He'd be a well, he'd be a better umpire than the ones we have. All right. Everything good with you too, though? Yes? Everything
5: all right? It is. Thanks right. for asking. Hope all so right. with you too.
2: All right. Everything's going all right here. Hold on a sec, Leslie. And we have Robert in Virginia, who's one of our judges.
6: Hello, Robert. What do you say, Big Ben? Yes, yes.
2: Yeah, look at you. You're all fired up, Robert. What do you got going on this morning?
6: Not much, man. I just, uh, just got home from work driving, so I'm, I'm, I'm here ready to roll, baby.
2: All right, you're chilling out. All right, see if you can figure out which of the stories isn't true. And we have to say hello to Hollerin' James. Good to speak with you, James, in Minnesota. James? 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 Oh, Oh my God. Hold on, James. I don't have time for this. Ferg Dog. Ferg Dog is in uh, Southern California. Hello, Ferg Dog. Fergie, roommate of Brian Finley.
3: Hey, Ben, I'm a little worried about the uh, Bennys coming around again. Do you have any tips on how I can get more than two votes this year? Yes,
2: a burner account. That's what I recommend. <coughs> burner account. That's what I'm going for. And uh, hold on a second. Ferg Dog, what will he be nominated for? Inquiring Minds would like to know. We have Shane in Des Moines. Hello, Shane. Hey, Ben. Ferg Dog, buy another friend.
7: That'll get you a third vote.
2: Oh, shots fired. We might have to do an octagon. Ferg Dog, who he's a lover, and Shane, dog, Shane in Des Moines, who's like a dog. He's a dog. All right, hold on, all you knuckleheads. Listen closely. Story and you listening as you're doing whatever you're doing. Here we go. Story number one, the king of consoles. Earlier this week, Sony PlayStation announced LeBron James as their first ever collaborator to design limited edition products. The LeBron edition PS5 features neon doodles of crowns and the phrase, nothing is given, everything is earned. That's story number one. Story number two. Former Rutgers football player Eric LeGrand, who was paralyzed in a college football game way back in 2010. He has decided to expand his business ventures. He's been a motivational speaker, but this week he launched his very own Kentucky Bourbon LeGrand Whiskey. Unless he didn't, you can go watch some motivational speaking and have some whiskey. They go hand in hand together uh, story number three if lawns could talk the legend George Toma you might remember earlier this week the man known as the sod father or the God of sod went on a long rant and announced that he was done with the NFL complained about the field conditions at the Super Bowl said he had nothing to do with it blamed the groundskeeper, but he isn't done it turns out working for NFL related properties or uh, talking about the NFL. Barstool Sports announced a new podcast featuring the 94-year-old George Toma and uh, some Barstool guy named Jeffro. Uh, so that is the uh the story number 3. Which of these stories is not true? Let's start out with Leslie. 1 2 or 3 Leslie the power couple. Number 3. Number 3 Leslie says the George Toma story. Yeah, that's a little old for a uh, for a podcast hold on Leslie Robert in Virginia the guy drove all night he's chilling out calling our show as one of our celebrity judges we're glad to have him Robert what's the answer number one not true number one look at that is! hollering James this ought to be easy one two or three Uh, James I hung up on him he's gone all right Ferg Dog one two or three Ferg Dog love you Shane number one Number one, all right. Shout out to Shane and Des Moines. Shane, what's the fake story? Shane. Love you too, Fur Dog. It's number one. Number one. one. All right. Well, the fake story. When in doubt, you gotta go with Leslie and Jack the Judge. The fake story was the the George Thomas story. He's not getting a podcast. He's ninety-four.
1: Come on. Got a murder, gotta go. I have nothing to do.